Welcome to It's a Good Day Podcast. We are sisters who love to chat and believe that through Jesus, even the tough seasons are good. We want to share the stories of ordinary people and have some laughs along the way. I'm Delight. I'm the older one. I'm August, and I'm the younger one. You never know what will happen on our show, but we hope you will join us as we find the good in every day. Hello, everyone. Hey, hey, hey. I feel like we should have like clapping. Like I feel like we have a live audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, All here's right. the thing: we've never had five of us around this the table is a before. First, not around the table. We had them separate. We didn't though. actually. Yeah, like they were together but separate. Like they were all there at the same you time, but we didn't. That might be but then they idea. had questions all at the same <laughs> well, time. That's true. But like the first time, five around the table all right, with these all right. mics. Yes, yes. Come whatever. on, Brianna. What are you? Our podcast junkie or something? Yeah, I know. She I just knows everything. I am the head of the It's a Good Day podcast fan club. It's true. Yes. And if you want to join, look us up on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have with us Natasha Segrist Metzler. That's how you want to be referred to? I did it. Sure. I did it <laughs> earlier. Like, no, it was because I was refer. I was showing that they were that they're sister-in-law. Related. Sister-in-law. Okay. That's why I did All that. Right. But <clears throat> I just, I feel weird doing it, but then I was like, but. It is her name. It is, it is my name. Okay. It is her legal name. So. Okay. Right. So we have Natasha Segrist Metzler. We have Cherie Segrist and we have Brianna Segrist. And of course, Delight and I are here. And. Naturally. <laughs> we are just sitting around Delight's table chatting about. Wait, what did we decide? What are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) Let the spirit move you. Leave it it in. Leave this in. It's funny. Did we decide? Well, we're just talking. You are welcome in my mind. Okay. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Okay. Okay, we're well, just gonna chat and like gonna if we talk about friendship a little we do and if we talk about the holy spirit a lot we do yeah Amen. Take it. yeah hallelujah um okay we were saying that first it would be fun to just say like what is good in your life right now not to be confused with what's good about today because we know that well, some- even in the tough seasons god is good absolutely yeah, that's right but <laughs> more like what's fun like What's making life we could fun? S- we can right now? say. Why don't you tell us what's making life fun for you right now? Uh, okay, I just realized this morning that I think I am starting to enjoy the fact that I have a dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a okay. little jealous of that. All right, to be talk, because we're gonna have to really go with that a little more. Like, who is would not be happy to have a dishwasher? Okay, but like. I just never had one in my older house. And I always thought I wouldn't like having one. Even though I I knew that sometimes they're nice. But I don't know. This morning when I was unloading it, I was like, that was nice. I'm kind of getting used to it. <laughs> I just, did, I didn't it. know. Yeah, I, knew yeah. that I, would, I knew that I would use it and, and learn to appreciate it. But I think before I was like, I don't need a dishwasher. Why? Why is there a dishwasher? Like, I wish there was another drawer, another cupboard here. Like, I don't need a dishwasher. That's, we've built a few different houses and I don't ever want a dishwasher. So you understand. But I have one. But like, and I felt fine about, you have one? I can't even picture it. Okay. I felt fine about, I feel fine about the fact that I don't, and I have at some point, but. Yeah. And I have not had a dishwasher for the majority of my life actually because her mother doesn't want one right i had dishwashers but right. exactly if i, I had older kids too 
I think actually that I would kind of like right now, this season right now, I think I would like one, but I haven't always cared. Like it didn't really matter. But right now I have two teenagers and they really, really fight about having to do the dishes. And I really just need them to do them sometimes because I also have a seven month old. Right. So I'm busy with the baby and I just need them to do the dishes. And I feel like it would be easier to be like, just fill the dishwasher or just empty the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. Like that instruction feels like it would be a little bit nicer. Yep. But we don't have one and we don't have a place for one. So they're going to have to buck it up. Yep. (laughs) I will say that in my house growing up, we had one a few times on and off as well. And it was not the most expensive dishwasher. And I feel like if you're going to have a dishwasher, it needs to be like a nice one that's like a good dishwasher that actually works well. And my dishwasher is very nice. Like I'm pretty sure that the people that used to own the house bought it like last summer, they said. So like it's pretty new. And like I saw how much it cost too at Lowe's the other day. And I was like, yeah, it's a pretty good dishwasher. And it does do a pretty good job. Every once in a while, there's like a silverware that gets like you know, doesn't get to because it's like stuck behind another spoon or something. But (laughs) anyway, so I am kind of starting to admit, I didn't want to admit it, but I think I realized this morning that I think I can humble myself and say that I am enjoying the fact that I have a dishwasher. (laughs) That is good. And that my microwave is still dirty. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Brianna. Let's hear it. Tell us. Okay. What's good about my life right now is that Okay, I've always loved plants, but like in the sort of way that like I love to look at them, but I kill them, and I always hated. <laughs> I've always hated that about myself, and ever that since so I've tragedy. been married, I've been married seventeen years, and I've been buying plants along that whole time and killing them. Like I just have, I have one plant that I've managed to keep alive because my friend Danielle went to Dubai, like twelve years ago or something. Somehow mm-hmm. I still have one of her plants. She gave me like 15 plants of hers to take care of. And <laughs> I have one left. I have That's one left. One almost a but year. But it's been a long time. Okay. Anyway, but I recently, I'm so excited because I always admire everybody's like beautiful flowers and people go to the greenhouses in May and buy flowers and put them on their porches and, and their hanging baskets and stuff. And I do that, but I kill them. And I don't know what I do wrong. Like, I don't know what I do wrong. I've always wondered, like, what am I doing wrong? And I watched a video from Goodful... Like, I followed this good fool on Facebook, and there was this plant girl who was like, hey, I'm going to tell you how to take care of plants. And she's like, all you have to do is put your finger in an inch deep into the soil. And she said, most plants die from being overwatered. And she's like, if you put your finger an inch deep and pull it out, she's like, and then there's soil stuck to it. It probably doesn't need water. And she's like, but if you can, she said, it, you can err on the side of underwatering it and it'll be a lot better than overwatering it. And she said, but if you put it in and it comes out, it's just kind of dusty. She goes, then you can water it. Oh my word. I cannot believe. I bought like impatience. I bought porch flowers. I bought a hanging basket. I bought a fuchsia. I bought like five different house plants. I mean, like I watched wild. it a month and a half ago. Well, that's pretty on par for how many plants I usually buy. <laughs> but I like to buy plants. I buy them all the time. I love plants inside. But they're all alive and blooming and thriving and they look great. And I'm like, oh, I could, I could like, like, why didn't someone tell me? Why didn't somebody tell me? What a good can I just day. say this? Did you can send I just it to say, me? I think I sent it to a lot of people because okay, I was, I was like, like because I watched it on TikTok, I think, or something. Okay, but. so I think it's fascinating how many times I've asked plant people questions like, what am I doing wrong? And I got, I remember one time I bought hanging baskets, like white hanging baskets, three of them to hang up on my porch, and I said to the Amish lady. 
what do I do to not kill these? How do I take care of them? How often do I water them? And she said, oh, you know, whenever they need it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like read the, uh, maybe the Amish people don't, you read the things? Okay. Okay. I wish that my mother-in-law Peggy was here right now to tell a little story about taking care of sourdough because she had a very similar experience and oh sourdough <laughs> let's just not talk about that um i want to say yeah you would overwater. yeah okay i want to say one more thing just that my secret to keeping them alive <laughs> is having a husband that takes care of them and i don't do, barely oh, do anything a, with them <laughs> <secret>. <laughs> anyways anyways all right all right do either of you have you know what's good about your life right now well, I just learned a trick with parenting a teenager. This 14-year-old daughter who has like gone back and forth on how much she talks to me. And I know like from growing up, I always talked to my mom a lot. And I was definitely like, I want my daughter to talk to me. I want her to share things with me, you know. And so we kind of went through this season where she didn't say a lot. But I found a solution. I found out that even when she's being pretty chill and doesn't really want to share things, if I ask her to straighten my hair, now you have to know me, I have a lot of hair and it's very curly. And if I ask her to straighten my hair, this is like hours that it takes to get my hair straight. Hours. (laughs) And you can't really do anything else. Maybe you could put on the radio or something, but in general, like... You're just sitting there, and so you just talk. You have time. Yeah, there's time. Time is And it's just time, and you just, whatever. And so I have had my hair straightened more in the past couple months than probably the last five years. (laughs) (laughs) So was I. Totally. (laughs) Um, And... But it's actually been a really fun time. Like we've just chatted and some of it's been serious and some not so serious, but it's been just a really fun, neat thing to do. And so enjoy. Yeah. Just something fun to yep. do together that leaves you with the space to talk, I guess. Love it. So Solutions. That's been fun. <laughs> How so, about you, Sheree? What was that question again? I don't know, like fun in your life. What's something fun? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do one really quick thing was that my husband has found beekeeping that he loves bees it is i know it's a shock to you all right i had no idea that was a lie (laughs) that's sarcasm (laughs) sarcasm so that is actually a joy though when you find something that you really enjoy doing and and get this you can make money yeah Yeah. praise the lord (laughs) making money with something you really like doing is a blessing for sure put your hands on me and bless me with that (laughs) (laughs) lord bless her but yeah so that's i'm thrilled for him with that and i think um i also i always enjoy having something that you um like new that you're learning you're doing there's been different times i've just gotten into something you know Mm -hmm. a a new hobby this or that well right now I also am trying to do something that I enjoy I'm finding I'm really enjoying it and that is the puppies Mm -hmm. having Mm -hmm. a dog and people that know me just can't believe because I also like a very pretty clean house yes and (laughs) dogs and dog hair and stuff and there's been a bit of stress a few I'm times. I'm so surprised. I didn't know that either. <laughs> I guess That's we brought like the sarcasm, sarcasm queen with us today. <laughs> so, 
So anyways, I'm saying that <laughs> it's really fun to have something that you can and again, soft little you enjoy puppies. and make money. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yes. So that's really money, cool. Money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was going to say something good. I've mentioned that I've been trying to learn to grill a little more mm-hmm. mm. and, but this is the thing that's good about my life is a meat thermometer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, ah. okay. I have cooked like for the last 20 years, Yeah, you know? And I don't know if growing up we didn't use one or Wait, what. How old are you? 30, <laughs> I'll be 34. And okay. I would say I started cooking. I cooked, a, I cooked for the whole family when I was 12. Like I made the menu and okay, did all the I cooking. Was, I was thinking at least... 12 yeah. maybe 10 yeah well yeah <laughs> okay. i think it was around 12 anyway okay but like so with this grilling thing i'm also like looking up temperatures of when things are done and it really like to actually take the chicken off the grill like at the right time is really key to having it taste good <laughs> <It's huge. laughs> and a meat thermometer really like i can know when it's done without it you know what i mean it's it's not it's not like you, I, it's not like you have to have it to make it yummy, but it is actually really helpful more. And I tend to not be like a gadgety kind of person, especially in the kitchen. Like I'm yeah. like, no, like here, somebody was here recently and they're like, where's your beaters? And I'm like, don't have them. And then they asked like, it was like several things or something. And I'm like, don't have them. I do have a stand mixer though, which I didn't think of that day, but either way I just use less things, but this little tiny meat thermometer separator. <laughs> no, I know, I know someone who has avocado, no. avocado seed getter outer. <laughs> mm, hang on, though. I do have an avocado slicer, though, and that Ooh. would not be normal, but it does work really well. Mom, the other day, has like a lemon thing, and it. I really like liked squeezer? it. Squeezer, like to get the lemon juice out. Or? Yes, and okay. but like and it's like you have you have one right that's like glass. It's yeah, it's pl- it's plastic, but it catches it, and then you can see how much it is. Oh, okay. So like, does it, does it separate the seeds from the, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. Mom's is like that. And I really want one. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay, That's something I, I would be anyway, loving if I had it. So you all <laughs> ate my grilled chicken for lunch. It was delicious. How was so it? So yummy. It was amazing. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, <laughs> this back. is very tender and flavorful and juicy. You're like, she must have used a meat thermometer <laughs> to know when to take it out. No, I thought to myself, how did you, how did delight get so skilled at the grill? So fast. Hmm. That's what I was thinking. And yep. then I, and the next that thought I thought was, I'm good at the grill too. So there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's great. Um, this is a totally random thing, but it has to do with meat. Okay. So my husband and I like <laughs> keeping on subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah, staying on subject. My husband and I, Amos, re- we really like um, things well done. Like I don't like pink meat. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. And we've just always been that way. I'm like that. He's like that. If I'm at a restaurant, I'm going to ask for it well done. Okay. That's just whatever. And Weirdo, but we have, we also have a farm <laughs> and we have lots of hamburger and steak and right. Like lots of fancy cuts of meat, right. That we wouldn't ever actually buy from a store, but we have them. Right. Okay. Right. Right. So my daughter, I, well, let, <laughs> I got, you gotta, you gotta set the stage here. So we have a freezer out in our barn 
that I send the kids, I we jokingly call it grocery shopping. I'll be like, guys, go grocery shopping in the barn for me, please. And they'll <laughs> go and cute. get a bag of different meat to put in their inside freezer. So that, and then I cook from that or whatever. Okay. Well, I didn't go out to the barn for a really long time to the freezer anyway. And I just would have them go and get me stuff. And I just say, like, get a variety of things. And they'd bring stuff in. Well, just this past um, spring, I went out to the barn. I was like, oh, I'll go get the meat. I don't need to send them out. You know, like thinking I should be a, a little better about this. So <laughs> I go out and I open the freezer and I'm like, we have a freezer full of steak, <laughs> like full of steak. Like what is all? I thought we were out of steak months ago and we have a freezer full of steak. And Lizzie's like, yeah, mom, I don't really like steak. So they would bring so it in. So she just didn't bring I it in. It. Great. <laughs> Send it over to my house then, please. Well, I was like, well, I like steak, so I want to make steak, right? So I start cooking steak, and the first day that I cooked steak, uh, it got dark while I was cooking it. So I'm grilling, I grilled it. You wanted it dark. And though. I came, no, 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 it got dark like it was dark outside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I couldn't see the meat, right? When I was doing it, I was like barely see. And I, I got it and brought it in. And I was like, oh, this one is like kind of bloody still, you Ooh. know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Lizzie goes, oh, I'll eat that one. Like, I don't mind things being more rare. Well, then she's eating it. And I'm watching her going, oh, I'm sorry, Liz. Like, it's really red, you know, like mm-hmm. she's. This is the best steak she's ever eaten. Well, it turns out she likes steak because she just doesn't like it well done. <laughs> that is really funny. That is Isn't funny. That? Isn't that funny? Well, I don't know that's if she right. even amazing. fully knew it. That's, I don't know if she was aware of that's it. That's what I mean, though. It's amazing. Yeah. That if if you don't put it into words, people yep. you cannot know things. Right. 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 And exactly. she, yeah, like she might not have realized like that there's a different way you could have the steak and you would actually right. like it maybe. And that, yeah, and that, That's yeah, exactly. Really she probably doesn't so. like how tough the... She doesn't like how tough it is. She doesn't like having to chew it. I right. just said that she was lazy. <laughs> That's funny. I do not prefer things well done either, and Jordan does, so I, That's I really understand Lizzie. Well, it's mm-hmm. a nice one. A couple can agree, but the poor children. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I do try to leave some a little less done just for her. Now that you know. That's awesome. Now that I know. Yes. Not every time, though, because sometimes I forget. Um, okay, so it might have been obvious, but did we mention that Sheree is Tasha's mom? Probably not. And in turn, Brianna's mother-in-law. Oh, that's a good and thing And sometime to say, we'd though. like to actually interview just Sheree if she would be willing because, you know, we'd we'll like to hear how her this story. Because we'd love to share the stories <laughs> of ordinary people. Very nice. And have some fun along the way. <laughs> you never know what happens. <laughs> right. Anyway, but um, what else have you guys been thinking about? What's the Lord doing, saying? What are you feeling? Okay, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, I might have shared this with any of you, but um, I've just in the last few weeks, I kind of had this realization of something that I thought was kind of cool. And I guess the foundation of it is just that like, we know that God works all things for good. And like, mm-hmm. and we know that we can trust him even when we can't see it. I shared it in church on Sunday. Like we walk by faith and not by, by sight. We can't always see what he's doing. And mm-hmm. there are times when we trust him, we choose to trust him. Even though we'd never maybe see what actually was going on. Right. But in this case, I felt like the Lord showed me like, 
a good thing that came out of a hard thing like he showed me later like see you know I maybe I knew what was going on there and um it was the fact that Jordan had surgery in um the end of February this year Mm -hmm. and he was actually supposed to have it the end of January Mm-hmm. And we knew since last September that he was supposed to have it. So it was quite a long time. And it was kind of a really hard time anticipating, thinking that the surgery was coming and wondering what would happen and would he be okay? And, and it was it a all big go surgery. Well. It wasn't just like, you know, right. Little, right. Like you know. it was open heart surgery. So like, um, but then it was originally scheduled for the end of January and then it got changed twice. And that felt really frustrating because even though it only ended up being a month later than it was supposed to be, it got, it kept getting pushed out. And that felt very frustrating because if I felt like my poor husband, he's already been months anticipating Mm -hmm. it. We were like a week away and then it got changed and then it was the same. Like, anyway, it just was, it feels now even I could say it now like a sort of a trivial thing, but it felt very hard at the time. Very frustrating. And Um, anyway, but just recently in the past few weeks, I felt like the Lord kind of reminded me and showed me something that happened with that, that could, whatever. Okay. I'll just say it. So we got home within like, it was about a week after getting home from his, like he had a surgery. He recovered, was in recovery some there in the hospital for a little while. And then we came home. And then maybe a week later or so was when, um, you know, this whole coronavirus was COVID. Yep. Like became, was a pandemic and I, everyone stayed home and I didn't end up working, um, for a while, for quite a while. Anyway. So the thing that the Lord showed me was just that, like that, the fact that I worked for an extra month before he had his surgery was like, it meant I had an extra month of income. So I ended up like, it's like I worked for an extra month. Do you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Like, so if we had had the surgery, I would have stopped working and then he would have like done that and recovered. And then the pandemic would have happened where I wouldn't have been able to work. Mm -hmm. But because of his surgery getting pushed out closer to when the pandemic started, like, I, we both worked an extra month, which was... And then you couldn't work, and it was time to recover anyways. Right. So, anyway, it's just a little, like, it's not like it's a huge thing, but I felt like when the Lord, it was an encouragement to me, like, when I felt like the Lord showed me that, because I realized, like, oh, I I did trust him through it. I did trust him, but I also it felt a little discouraging. Like I don't, I couldn't in my human mind, I couldn't see any reason why it could work for good. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so I chose to trust him anyway, but the fact that then he did kind of show me, Hey, look at that. Like that is what I was doing anyway. So that was just encouraging to me just to remember for the times that I don't see that, like for the times Mm -hmm. that I just choose to trust him blindly. And because you know, he, promises that yeah he works those things for our but good. to have that example of a time that he did kind of show me here wasn't a big deal we, he would have covered if we didn't have income for a year i can trust him and he's gonna take care of us right but it's like he 
had a plan and worked it out. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know. That was just encouraging to me. He's so good. It's very encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is so fun when we can look back. Um, Yeah. Like you said, like God just gives you, it's not in every instance, but in certain instances, this glimpse of how, how he was working in that area. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like in my life, there's been a lot of times like that. That's kind of the testimony with our children that we adopted and, and even our baby, right? Like there was times that I, we really thought things were like, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine how God could fix it or Mm -hmm. how God could make something good out of this. And yeah, he does. He does. He, he still works and he moves. Yes. And it's, yeah, it's so encouraging when he does give us that. And it makes me think, you know what? It makes me think of my mother's sister, my aunt Charlotte Mm -hmm. said, if she would have known, and and she was, she was also, they were believers, they were Christians. So it's in light of that too. Mm -hmm. But she said, if I would, would have known how good my daughters would have, would turn out, I would have worried a whole lot less. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sort of like mm. she, she worried needlessly. You still would always pray and believe mm-hmm. and teach and train and all that stuff. Yes. But you can get all freaked out and you would, even if they are having a hard time or whatever's going on, it's not mm-hmm. like it's always easy, but a lot of times you look back and you say, Oh, I wish I would have just had the faith to just call on Jesus, intercede, do the things I need to do, but trust him not freak out <laughs> right. no. mm-hmm. or worry or really right. lose I mean, he sleep. says over and over, we're not supposed to. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. And I think that we kind of can get into this like righteous worry somehow. Like I can kind of put it in its own compartment in my mind. Like, okay, this is something that's okay to, to worry, worry about. about. <laughs> and like, you know, this well, isn't, this is but okay. this, you know, when really, no. That's not what scripture yeah. says. You know, we're not. And and I think, too, it goes along with it's one of those things where I think we are human and we're always going to have like the thoughts come in. And I think it is. I think that sometimes we can look at not worrying as in we never even face the thing that might be the problem. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that that's what we think and it feels impossible. And so I feel like sometimes we just do it anyway. Kind of like, okay, Mm -hmm. there's no way I'm never going to worry. But I mean, what do you, what do you guys think about that? Like, do you think that that's a case of like, you know, birds fly overhead, but we choose whether they make a nest in our hair. Like Hmm. you're going to have thoughts, but like, I think that, do you think the worrying comes one step more? It's not about not having a bad thought. Completely. It's one step more. For sure. Cause it's the idea that, um, there are things that are concerns that you are, don't like see happening or, you know, this isn't good, but what we're told to do is cast all our cares on him. Mm-hmm. That's what the word tells us right. to do. It doesn't say we won't have cares. Right. True. But so you, what you do is you have that, you just go, take it to the Lord. Right. You immediately like, keep laying it down and then you praise him mm-hmm. and say, I'm, I'm going to trust you because I walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah. And I'm just going to believe and lay it in your hands, especially things like I've said so many times, the only person I can potentially control which I can't even do in one way is myself 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have that choice, but I can't make anybody else change or control them. Nope. Only me and I need the power of the Holy Spirit. Like I still have to rely on him for that, but I am responsible for my actions right. and what I do. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so that I change what I can, like the surrender, serenity prayer. I won't say it because I don't always get it right. Yes. <laughs> but I love that. That just kind of says, you go wholeheartedly devoted after the Lord. Just mm-hmm. do it and look to him and trust him and take those things and Put the influence where you can, but then you have to trust him. Right. That doesn't mean you don't ever cry or have hard time. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, the thought, I feel like sometimes some people are already just so used to worrying that, like, they don't even realize that they have a choice when it comes because they're just so used to, like, their default being, like, the the thought comes, I'm going to worry about it. Where I think that if you can get to the point where you're at least making the choice before, even if sometimes you do make the choice to worry, which is Checking not the thoughts at the door. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But like, I think if we can kind of realize and be intentional to think about the fact that we shouldn't be worrying, then we can kind of try to change it and curve it a little bit. Yeah, I think. And I think a lot of it, like we call it worry, you can call it anxiety, you know, whatever. I'm trying to think, like I think the verse says, don't be anxious for anything is actually how it's worded in scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is like things come to your mind, like any, anything like that, you can, a realization can hit you like, oh, this could be really bad or, or that kind of thing. And that's not the same as, um, like filling your mind and repeating lies in your own head, right? So one of the things we actually deal with, or we talk about anxiety a lot in our family because having two older adopted children, anxiety is actually something that they really can struggle with um, one child more than the other in our home. And in trying to help him, a lot of times um, I've had to try to put into words like what the difference is between having a thought and, and like looking at it realistically instead of, um, instead of just letting things stew, I guess, in your head. Right. And sometimes realistically there is something bad, right? Like say you did something wrong and you're feeling anxious about having to acknowledge it and deal with it. Right. That's real. It's real. It's (laughs) real. If you did something wrong, you did something wrong. Right. And so that that's a real anxiety, but learning how to like face it and deal with it so it does not have power over you like it doesn't have to because god says that he gives us well he says like he gives us a spirit of what is it love power love and a sound mind and a sound mind exactly and the sound mind actually can be um translated Mm self-control And I've realized in my own life that that is part of um, self-control or even self-discipline. You can is actually another uh, translation of it, right? And disciplining your own self is kind of a foreign concept, I think, in our society. Like we don't mm-hmm. we don't think about that often. We think about discipline as being something that is implemented on you from somebody else. But in truth, what God is calling us to is to allow His Spirit in us. And that that is so so that we're being disciplined from inside, right? That that's how what changes what we do, right? 
And that anxiety actually has to fall under the control of the spirit. Like the spirit is greater than that, right? And it's actually, it's a very hard concept on one hand, but when I can live that, because I have I have major anxiety about some things, specifically in raising children. It was funny that you said that about your aunt, mom, because you said, you know, she wouldn't have worried as much. And, and I think especially knowing, like, my kids came from some pretty hard places. And so I can feel very anxious about whether or not we're getting through to them, whether or not they really feel like they're loved, whether or not they're going to grow up to be like, oh, my parents were terrible. <laughs> like, you know, like all mm-hmm. these things yeah. are very much there. And I can dwell on that to the point where I have almost panic attacks about it. Or... I can actually use self-discipline to acknowledge acknowledge that that might be a fear that might be there. It might be real, but I can't do anything about it. And so I need to surrender it and I need to listen to the spirit about what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Because I guarantee you the spirit is not going to be telling me to sit there and worry about it, <laughs> right? right? That's not, that's not what he's going to do. It may be. That. It may be that I need to get up and go do something that shows love to them because my fear is that they're going to feel like they're not loved, right? So maybe I need to go do something about it or maybe I need to just go make dinner. (laughs) But it's probably, it's not going to be. I know it's not going to be sitting there and being anxious. Right. Sometimes though, I do think that like I never really understood anxiety until recently that like there's like, levels of anxiety there's like anxiety that we choose and bring on ourselves because Mm -hmm. we are focusing on something and we're meditating on stuff like we would call worry yep but there's also like levels of anxiety that honestly happen to us like there's anxiety Mm -hmm. that happens to you and it's not necessarily okay like for instance i heard this one time that like okay so you can be a resilient in emotions person, a very resilient person that you can survive a lot. But if you go through certain kinds of trauma, your body feels it. And even mm-hmm. if your mind and spirit are resilient and to get through it, your body is still feels it and you can experience bodily physical symptoms of trauma or stress or whatever yes. that you like your body, your mind, you're fine. Your spirit sings, praise the Lord, but your body is still reacting. Right. You know? And I think and, that's what they would call a panic attack usually is your yeah, body. But it can also just be like low level. Like you yep. can just have yep. low level, like this, like these symptoms of anxiety and I like I didn't know I mean I didn't know until recently that you can have those things and you can like say to yourself kind of distance yourself from that and be like my spirit and my soul my mind can be at peace even if my body right now isn't even (laughs) if my body is if even if my body is like having a panic attack i i can choose to be like okay i bless the lord i say to my soul the lord is your strength and your refuge mm-hmm. i i i do think sometimes that like um it's such like an extreme thing with anxiety because i feel like i know people who have anxiety that like you can't just say to them you know what like just say to your soul you'll be fine like that doesn't know that's not really helpful and it makes some people can feel really condemned because anxiety can be crippling and 
if you just tell them, oh, you just need to talk, but talk good, talk to yourself. It, that's not really helpful. But I do know that on a day-to-day basis, we can exasperate, exacerbate, we can exactly. exacerbate our anxiety mm-hmm. by meditating on the wrong things yeah. or we can help it along in good ways by. Yeah. So I think one thing, um, I've learned a lot about trauma actually in raising kids that have been through a lot of trauma and also in doing that recognized, a, I'm starting to recognize a lot of places where I carry my own trauma, right? No. Like, <laughs> I'm your mom. Nobody said it's because it's of you. Uh, yeah, it's not for my mother. Go ahead. Um, no, but I, I know that there is a lot of uh, yeah. Just to kind of piggyback, I guess, on what Brianna was saying is that you can actually learn like physical things to do to help your body calm down from anxiety. So like even so this sounds really, really simple, but just taking deep breaths, like that's probably the number one thing. If I can get my, my son who really struggles a lot, um, if, if I can get him to breathe in through his nose and out through his mouth, this, it sounds hilarious, but, but really if he can take five deep breaths, mm-hmm. then his anxiety lessens to the point where we can actually have a conversation. And if, if he can't do that, then you can't even have a conversation, right? Like he, you have to get his, past because that. of his physical yeah. reaction to anxiety and to trauma, um, you, we can't get past it until he can breathe. Right. And so even for myself, though, in teaching him that I've realized that there are situations that I get really anxious in. Um, so we had talked about like personalities, I think, in a, maybe a different episode, but I am a nine. So I really like peace. Right. And so I in in a non-peaceful situation, I can realize that I have anxiety rising that I don't think I would have named it that before. I would have just thought like, I just want everyone to settle down, like chill out guys, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Is what I would think. But the truth is that it actually makes me anxious. And so for me, myself, if I can take five deep breaths, then, and settle and like recognize, like name and recognize what I'm feeling, that that lets my physical reaction to anxiety lessen so that I can listen to my spirit and my mind Mm -hmm. and discipline myself on that place. So it made me think that years ago when you guys would watch, you had, you had a lot of children around and stuff. And I think I remember you trying to like a a young child, even getting really upset and you're trying to get them to just breathe. Like, Mm -hmm. I think you used to tell them to blow out. Can you blow and it make them stop crying because mm-hmm. you can't cry and be. Yeah, you used to do something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and I it helps them that. calm down. That they then you could talk to them and soothe them more. It's just, it's very true to just get people to breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. <laughs> but but Relax. that is really a Oxygen. like Brianna was deep saying. Right now. Yeah, <laughs> like Brianna <laughs> was saying that there are recognizing that your body deals with anxiety, and you can't just muscle your weight like with your brain go through something like you have to actually let your body relax um and you have to deal with that first actually you have to deal with your body first before you can deal with your mind you which know which is an interesting that, thing isn't it true about a lot of things i think that people i it, it's this is my theory do you think that people are afraid of sometimes of their feelings whether it's grief anxiety 
pain, a lot of things. Yeah, definitely. And Absolutely. I think we do a lot of things to avoid. I think, I think people press their feelings down because they're afraid of them sometimes. Don't even know what to think. And I, I've thought about this a lot that I feel like it's like, Lord, help me to face whatever obstacles, whatever you put in my life, help me to face them and walk through it with you instead of trying to avoid it. Like sometimes we try to go anywhere around, but walk through it. And it's okay if I get really upset or really emotional or really whatever. I, I feel like, I mean, okay, I want to be careful because I don't want to step on anybody's toes. But I mean, I think that a lot of step away, Sherry, they can shut it off. Well, <laughs> yeah, you could, you know, trim it out if you don't think it's good. But I've thought, I, it's, I think it's a fear of, being real with your emotions. Okay. I read somewhere that the root of every mental disorder is an avoidance of pain. Okay. I, that's what I was going to say. Avoidance of pain. Isn't that insane? No. I mean like how, how, like how much does that hit close to me? I'm like, oof, that's, that's painful. (laughs) (laughs) That, That does not surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I, I just think there's a, and so I'm not, I'm glad sometimes when we have medications and stuff that help people totally and really extreme or in whatever things. But I, I also want to encourage people that it's okay and it's good to feel your emotions and go through it and, you know, have someone with you maybe sometimes or if you really need a person in something right. extreme. I don't want people to suffer alone with, I mean, depression and different things anxiety well I think panic a, attacks whatever. a lot of that um some of like God has given us so many things to help us regulate our bodies so that we can deal with the things that are going on in our minds right so that's the thing like absolutely there's medications and different things that are helpful but they're not going to be long-term helpful if you can't deal with your mind once you have your body settled down enough to be able to think because sometimes it does take that it takes yeah. um yeah, because th- there can be intense things. Sometimes you have lots of things coming at you at once. Well, it's one thing I've found in looking at trauma, since we're going to just go on this subject here. <laughs> no, looking at trauma is that, um, like Brianna said about uh, pain, avoidance of pain. Um, usually that means that it's the root emotion is a lot of times grief. And grief comes out in a lot of different ways. And I would say that most like most times that you see someone who's battling anger, there's a root problem of grief. Um, if you see someone that's battling panic attacks, there's often, and I'm not saying this is not across the board, obviously right. there's, there's different things, but, but oftentimes the root issue of grief even if it's, yeah, their grief can, can come from many different sources, but it's always going to have to do with pain. So that's like even just grief over having to face pain, right? That, that, oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was going to say, would you say that grief is different than disappointment? Yes. Grief seems well, deeper. I would say it's deeper. Okay. Like I think that they can start okay. out from the same place, but mm-hmm. grief goes a lot deeper. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, I just had that thought sadness that you are you could be sad that you're disappointed grief is like i am deeply grieved i'm deeply sad deeply wounded okay i know this sounds like a really simple example but like if you if you are a child and you're hurt and you have let's say you have an anxiety about 
I mean, just, just to throw this out there, but dentists. (laughs) (laughs) And you have an anxiety, for instance, not that anyone here has that. And you have an anxiety about going to the dentist. Like sometimes, sometimes when I'm talking to the Lord about something and I'm trying to like come back to the root of something, I'm like, why, 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 why? Like, why do I feel that way? What happened and what? And I feel like I go back and the root lie that I struggle with is like, okay, Lord, in the past, when I had pain at the dentist, I feel like you abandoned me there. Sorry. Like, right. there it is, God. You know, and... And that and leaves you with this type of grief. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That you are yeah. grieved that you had been abandoned. Yeah. Right? So processing grief is is really a big thing. And interestingly enough, I feel like scripture is full of stories about how God is calling people into relationship with him. And in that process, like the transformation of your mind and all that kind of thing that it talks about in the, in the new Testament, especially, but all throughout scripture, um, a lot of it has to do with going through the, the stages. I don't even know what the stages of grief are completely, but I kind of have a vague idea of them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like all of them you could follow in your relationship with the Lord of having to go through like, you know, the sadness or, um, what I can't even think anger denial yes yes denial anger Um, there's more there's more of them but but each one of the end one is like acceptance right yes and I think that that we in our relationship with God when we're bringing things to him we almost go through those stages with each thing that we're taking to God saying God what about this and we have to go through all this, you know, we have anger that we need to deal with and denial that we need to deal with and, and all the way to this place of acceptance of accepting that God is who he says he is and that his, um, he's going to work in us, that he is safe, that, you know, I don't know, all these things that we're talking about of, of giving our anxiety over to him. Like we can't do that until we've actually faced the grief of whatever loss it is. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Does anybody have any any another thing that God's teaching, speaking? You have your journal imagery, so I'm know, like, what yeah. does she want to share with us from her journal? Oh, no, I think to the the final thing that, that I still say is, Lord, um, well, I think of that verse, Second Chronicles 6. This might not seem to go with it, but it does to my mind. Second Chronicles 16, 9 says, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro, throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts is loyal or fully running after him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he, if, if you just say, I'm going to follow you no matter what, yeah, I choose to trust you and help me to just keep my eyes on you and walk through this stuff with you. It's mm-hmm. the safest place to be doesn't mean you won't feel pain or the anxiety and all that stuff but trusting like there's no shortcut right to mm-hmm. being close to him and letting him work in your life and heal and restore you and that's part of, we are called to that ministry of reconciliation but you have to and to share Jesus with other people mm-hmm but I can't share what I haven't allowed. I mean, I can, but it's a little empty. 
Mm-hmm. Like to share what I haven't allowed Jesus to work in my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. these things are holding us or whatever, I mean, all of us, it's, it's always a process because life is a journey and we're learning. So to me, it's like, what have I got to lose to mm-hmm. say, I'm, I'm with you, Lord, where you lead, I'll follow. And if it means dealing with some things that are hard, because he said, who the sun sets free will be free indeed. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. who, you know, talking with all my friends sets free, although it's, it's good to have fellowship and stuff. Yeah. But it is who the sun sets free by the power of the Holy Spirit, letting the Lord heal those things, being real and mm-hmm. walking through it with him. And then you, then you have share that we have a wonderful, uh, awesome, powerful, miracle making working miracle working father who yeah. loves us yeah i was just gonna break into song but i said it on too. oh what song what song <laughs> augie come on what song? way maker miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness my god that is who you are anyway yes <laughs> sorry <laughs> well really Love it. i mean to me that's the good news I mean, yeah. that's what he, what Jesus died on the cross for, mm-hmm. that we, we don't Preach. have to, <laughs> wow, let me just, I just want, no, <laughs> get me fired up and rolling. No, I mean that, if we don't have that though, I mean, we have nothing else. It's no different than the world. Mm-hmm. And so why then just keep our mouth shut and let's plug along and let's plot on and just do what we can. Instead of saying, God, I'm with you 100% and I'll go through and I'm not taking shortcuts and I'm not um, selling out and I'm not uh, going to be, and it's not my sure w- sheer will. Like I won't be afraid. I won't have anxiety. It's not just that. It's like, it's because of who you are that I know that mm-hmm. this is a safe place to be. And it's not always easy Right. But it's the safe place to be. And there is healing and hope and restoration. I love, I love that you said to not take shortcuts because I feel like in our world, especially our system, like the American mindset or whatever, we, we like shortcuts, Mm -hmm. right? We really do. In our kitchens, we want a shortcut for everything that we make and we want, you know, that's why why Instapots are so big right now, right? Because <laughs> it's a shortcut What's to an getting. Instapot? <laughs> I don't, I'm almost. <laughs> it's like I it's don't like, know these things. It's like okay, it be, think, about 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 okay. think about a crock pot. Think about a crock pot, but that's like a microwave. It's a pressure cooker. It's a pressure oh, cooker. Okay. It cooks fast, <laughs> right? Okay. And it's they're really cool. They're great. I'm not. I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm just saying in general we are constantly looking for that. But we want. We try to take that mindset and apply it to our walk with the Lord, mm-hmm. and that's not how it works. Yeah, that's not okay. how it works. We can't just skip over parts. We can't just jump from here to there. And I think that's what we do with um, with traumatic things in our life. We want to just jump. We want to just go like, oh, that was rough. Okay, let's pretend like that never happened and go mm-hmm. on. And your body won't actually let you do that, right? Like right. That you actually have there. to face it. You have to look at You can't shortcut healing in any way. 
And so, but that's what God is saying. Like he's telling us through all through scripture that he is there and he knows us and he is with us and he is for us, right? Like that's the continual story of scripture and that he is offering healing, but we have to actually do the work of it. Yep. Right. Or that willingness. Love it. So this episode can be called No Shortcuts. <laughs> like, nice. I love it. Wow. This has been so good. And I think we should probably wrap it up, sadly. I know. <sighs> I have got a lot of information in my brain today, and I'm like, whew. Wow. It's yes. good. <laughs> All right. Well, we always have to ask, what's good about today? Yep. Okay. The other thing, I'm sorry, that I realized is that this is Cherie's first time on the podcast. And like we did know that we did realize that she's like the mother of Natasha and the mother of of Brianna. But like we didn't really, I don't know. She didn't, she didn't like introduce herself. And I don't know. I just feel like maybe she should do that before she does her what's good about today. Just like, you know, you're married, you live on, you have bees, you. (laughs) Well, why don't you guys each say something you know about me? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Sorry, August. Okay, well, I'll just do it then. Or, or, or no, each. Okay, go ahead. You say something, Tasha, about her. I'll tell you. This is what I know. She's my mother, of course. And since I talked about teenagers earlier and stuff, when I was a teenager, I was not the kind of teenager that wanted to stay away from my mom or hide from my mom or go off with my friends without my mom. I actually wanted my mom there. She was that much fun. Like, if I was going to go hang out with everyone, I wanted my mom to come too. So she's really fun. <laughs> she is. I agree. I've always loved hanging out with Shree. It's so fun. And it's fun that now we're neighbors. Um, Shree is a lovely woman of God who has a husband named Brian. They live in Turin and they have a dog, maybe almost two dogs. We have a dog <laughs> and four puppies. And yes, um, they have a little bee, not little bee farm, big bee farm, I would say. Now they are pastors of a community church and they are my parents some of my parents best friends good job Augie (laughs) what can I say about Sheree I always think of Sheree as the ultimate sanguine I know that sounds funny but like in my mind when I learned about personality types back in the 90s like I would define all four people by all four types by four people. And straight to me, it was always like, she's the party girl. She's the life of the party. She's so much <laughs> fun. She's, I don't know. I know this isn't really describing Cherie as much as it is describing how much I love her. But I always think to myself, like I understand the story of Ruth and Naomi better because I have Cherie. Cause like, I feel like I, what she's saying is if her husband died, she'd follow you, mom. <laughs> I was say, like, where you go, she'll go. Yep. <laughs> All right. Cherie is a woman who knows the scriptures, mm-hmm. who can preach. She knows the scriptures. She loves the scriptures. She can preach. And she is just a very wise woman. 
<gasps> a wise woman builds her house. A wise woman builds her house. That's her favorite That's her verse. verse. Oh, that is her verse. I love it. I was also gonna, <laughs> I was also going to say that like how many times have you like you know beat cancer? Like oh. <laughs> <laughs> How many times? Twice? Twice. Yeah. I think that's pretty awesome. So we're not going to talk about that right now because Although we have a lot. Although that wasn't me, but. that was God. Well, well right. not that. Yes, that, that is true. Saying. And I actually, yeah, I don't like when people are like, yes, I did this. But with the Lord's <laughs> help and your diet, <laughs> you. She overcame cancer twice, but also a disease that the doctor said she would have for the rest of her life. Right. But she well, does that's not. when I say that's why I'm saying that there is a miracle working God. Yeah. That, yeah, it was God. Totally. And, and okay, so I don't know. Anyways, I won't go into that. I'm just thankful. Thank just you. Just really yes. what we're saying is, would you, um, you know, come on for your own interview sometime soon? As long as you have a list of questions to ask. We me. do. We, we do. We sure we do. do. We will. <laughs> so, okay. All right. So what's good about today? Or are we not going to do that? Yeah. Anymore? Okay. I mean, really, we could just say Sheree is what's good about today, that she's oh, here with stop. us. Oh. No, I thought it's good about today is that, to be here with all you guys. And of course I always, uh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It's good today to be here with all of you. Very yes. fun. It's just really fun. Yeah. I think we can wrap it up Love with it. that too. That's fine with me. It's good that Sheree is here and that we're all together. It's really fun. Yeah. I just was, I wish my mom was here now. I mean, yes. But it's okay. We love you mom. <laughs> I'm sure you're we resting. Do. We do love her. At home. <laughs> I love you too, mama lady. Shout out. <laughs> oh, no. Here comes a shout out. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, shout out to Norma, too. I love you, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Betty and Heidi and who else listens? Rachel, <laughs> Elizabeth. Shout out to Aaron. <laughs> shout out to Elizabeth. Christmas. <laughs> Brielle Lizzie. <laughs> All right. Marsha and Kayla. Okay. Can you name every single listener. The music is <laughs> the music is rolling. Nicole, Nicole, Nicole Southcott. I love you. Okay. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> Ryan. <Brianna>. Christian. <laughs> Christian. Tyler. <laughs> oh, Peggy. Don't forget her. All right. I love all of you around the table, and I hope you all have a good day. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>